I'm Santa Cruzzi. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Talk AM 640. Welcome back with producer Vince Tedesco, Zach the Snack, and we have a very special show today. It's the East Coast Show. And I'll tell you why I like all these comics from the East Coast. Look at, listen how polite and quiet, guys. What? Because we're from the East Coast. Because you're from the East Coast. Yeah, our instinct me. is to just be polite right? and quiet. That's just our instinct. Is that your instinct? Yeah, just let you talk, and then when you look in our direction, we'll smile and nod. I love you. So polite. I'll tell you why. To me, it's a little tingly. It's it's. I love East Coast guys. I always have a little penchant for them, much <laughs> like a Kardashian with the black guys. I like my East Coast. <laughs> okay. okay. I married Different one. Different flavor. Married one. Oh, Date. did you? Yeah. Where from? Divorced him. Halifax. He's Haligonian. And you divorced him? Divorced him. But you know, you're still in the game, guys. You're still in the game. Great. Everybody's still in the game. You're still open to another one. Yeah, possibly. We'll see how today goes. All okay. Right. Okay. I Our a feature comic today is Kyle Hickey from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, stop it. Stop. Don't you hate when people, like, when they're, we're going to talk about this with the panel too, but when they're making reference to East Coast and uh, they try to talk with an East Coast accent. Yeah, we'll get that all the time. And I actually didn't even realize that I, I spoke with an East Coast accent until I moved here. Because I say, like, A and R together is tough for us. Like, yes. car and bar, bar far, 100%. you know, like, argue. Like, even just and- in in the word <laughs> anywhere, and it'll trip us up. And I didn't even I know until I said it on stage and people laughed. And I was like, what's going on? And oh. then I got off and realized. So you, 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 you're young and kind of in the business. Because your first open mic was in 2008. Uh, no, that's that not true at all. No? My bios, do you like that? Oh, yeah, no, I guess that would be good. Yeah, Here's yeah, yeah, I would be research. around that. No, I just, uh, for some reason, I was like, no, I've done it way longer. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, I guess like seven years. Work yeah, that me. is right. My me. God. Hey? Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought I was going to call you out for fact-checking. That is absolutely yeah, correct. 2008, for sure. All right, thank you. Go with it. Performed at North by Northeast and Canada Laughs on XM uh, Satellite. That's right. Well done. Appeared in the web series Everyone's Famous, which is also nominated for Canadian Screen Award. Yeah. <gasps> Look at you. Yeah. Appearances on YTV, which is a course property. We like to plug the YTV. Let's do it. And MTV. And you open for Brian Posehn. And this is really exciting. Just released comedy album Experimental Phase which went to number one on iTunes on the first day. It did. That's a lot of donairs. Yeah, yeah, it went right into the donair fund. Donair, so um, how do you feel about that? That's big news. Yeah, it was pleasantly surprising. I, I thought, because uh, a, a few of my friends had gone number one, so I thought maybe it would go number one for like an hour. I thought I had <laughs> like a window of opportunity, because I went out to a show and I asked my girlfriend, she has iTunes open, and like just kind of keep an eye on it, and she told me that it went to five, and then within like five more minutes it went to number one, and then it kind of oh st- st- stuck around for a couple of days, uh, which was great. Yeah, very excited. It's tough putting yourself out there and hoping that everyone's going to yeah. like it. You know, like I like doing it live. This is the first time I've put out like an album, whereas live you can tell if people like it right off the bat, either mm-hmm. they're laughing or they're not. Mm-hmm. This I'm just putting it out in the abyss and being like, I Yeah, hope it's called this radio. Is good. Yeah, Welcome. yeah, precisely. You do it uh, every day. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, no, but I know the feeling. You never know. There's no gauge there. Yeah. Right? But that's the joy of live comedy. And, and Absolutely. you have that and other forms of entertainment, even television and radio yeah it's tough it's a different world it is a different world you really gotta just sit back and hope that it goes okay how did you uh determine what material you wanted on the album 
Uh, it came down to doing a, a bunch of open mics in the city and like working it out. Like I, I knew thirty to thirty-five minutes for sure what mm-hmm. I was going to do, but the last ten minutes uh, was just going out and hammering out all the jokes. It was like the best of basically the last uh, yes. seven years, as I've just found yeah. out, is how long I've been doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was oh, like, I'll be paying for that for a while. <laughs> no, it was That's my fault. Okay. That was me. I made the complete <laughs> idiot mistake. No. Uh, so yeah, it was like all of my strongest material that I've uh, developed, and a lot of, of it came from moving to Toronto because that's when uh, a I was at my I've been the best writer I've been in probably the last three years and it's just such a big phase that you're going to write about it because you're seeing all these new things in the city that you you know you're going to bring to the stage and try and make funny yeah so the when did you move here to Toronto from from like three years ago three years ago yeah so we're going to talk with the other guys too on the panel on this on audiences and kind of what they respond to yeah in different markets yeah. So how much did your material have to change when you came to Toronto? Uh, it changed a little bit, but I think for the better. I think I just became more aware of uh, audiences in cities. Like, East Coast likes stories more. Like, especially you go to Newfoundland, they love hearing your experiences with Newfoundland. Oh, they want to hear you yep. and how you interacted with their culture. There's a real sense of identity in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. They, they have a way they talk and, you know, sure. certain things that they do. So when I moved to Toronto, I think it made me better just because, A, there's so many good comedians in the city. You're like Mm. going to a show every night and seeing five of the best comics working in the country. And you're like, well, I know where I stand and I Mm got to go home and do some writing. Mm -hmm. So I think it was it was that and just, uh, yeah, experiences through through that move, I think, will make anyone uh, a better uh, better comic. Yeah, absolutely. It just is. It is like that. It's like when you're uh, nine and you want to play basketball. So you play with 14 year olds and that's how you become better because you're you're up in your game with that. Yes. And so we're going to talk more with Kyle when we come back on some of the stuff you talk about on your album, your your little sex comic, like Amy Schumer. (laughs) We're sex comics? That's what she said, sex comics. So we're going to talk about shows. favorite topic, sex and East Coast men, whatever that means. We're going to find out. I'm Sandra Carusi, Inside Jokes on Talk AM 640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I'm Sandra Carusi on Talk AM 640 with our feature guest, Kyle... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hyman Hickey. Kyle Hickey. <laughs> oh, like you didn't get made fun of with the Hickey stuff. You talk oh, about constantly. that on your album. Yeah, yeah. They, there's just too many rhymes. Uh, and one of them was uh, Kyle had Hickey on his dicky. That was like <gasps> the really big one. And uh, I didn't know what either of those things were. So it was a very confusing time. Because especially like six years old, that's not a cool nickname. No. Like, college, you can get away with that. And yeah. like there would be stories about you. Six, it's just like a phone call home. <laughs> That's confusing. <laughs> and I asked my dad about it, uh, and the only advice, because he, he was like my Google. Like, I didn't have mm-hmm. Google. Like, remember before Google, where you just didn't know things? Right. Like, if you want to find something out, you're no like... No Wikipedia. Yeah. You're like, I'll go yeah. to a library or ask around, I guess, yeah. are my only options. Uh, and he told me to own it, which I think is like the worst. Well, yeah. I know a guy whose last name is Dick Out. Dick Out? Yes. Where is that Ups originally your hickey. from? That ups your hickey guy, and yeah. he worked here at Chorus. Here's the thing when you got a name, like your name's like you do. They've heard every joke possible when they're a kid. So there's oh, nothing yeah. I could have said to him, you know, like, let's go play golf. What happens if you don't shoot past the women's tee? Like, what is, right. like, like, I just try to go somewhere. And I just, my goal was to date him. And it was, I just, so I could <laughs> tell my friends. You want to become a dick, dick I, out? A dick out and change my first name to Mora. <laughs> Mora Dick Out. Yeah. That's so great. I just and I constantly we're still friends, but the poor guy cannot go on social media. 
Yeah. So your hickey name doesn't seem so bad after yeah, all. Yeah, hickey right? is uh, lightweight compared to dick right. out. Like yeah. There's not even like any finesse to that. It's just <laughs> it's straight flat out dick it's out. out there in your face. Yeah. You're consuming it and, uh, oh, Jesus, there we go. My um, This is me with East Coast guys. <laughs> I get a little sweaty. Um, so listen, we're, we're talking about sex comic. Amy Schumer said herself when she was on stage, she said people refer to her as a sex comic, which is kind of... We know the insult comedy, yeah. right? Observational, and I, I didn't know there was this thing as a sex comic. So, but you make some jokes. Yeah, on your I, album. I wouldn't classify people as sex comic, I uh, comics. <laughs> I think it's just it's being creepy. honest and yeah, talking about something uh, emotional vulnerability within your life, and I think that comes through sex a lot of times. Like I've had a situation. I was seeing a girl uh, for two dates. And she came to uh, my very first recording. It was a no kidding. They were doing for i uh, i channel. Right. And she sat in the front row, which is right off the bat. I know it's the worst, right? <laughs> when you can problem. see them oh, dead yes. in the face, oh, you know, yeah. like you don't want to see people you know. You want them to sit in the back. Right. But second date. I know. I know. Okay. I know. I shouldn't okay. have done it. I know. It's all right. So I had this joke about uh, masturbation that mm-hmm. I would do about uh, doing it on Skype. Because <laughs> like, you say that so polite. I know, right? I sound like a, prof- a professor teaching a class <laughs> on how to do it. So this. This is masturbation, and I'm just doing it at the head of the class. Uh, so I didn't know really how she was going to feel about some of the material, and one of them is uh, masturbating on on Skype. Like if you ever yes. have to have Skype sex, that's on your album, yeah. Yeah, and and I could see her become mortified in the front <laughs> row. Like her face was melting in front of me, and I could see it, but I still have to be doing this joke. And I felt awful. She never talked to me again. Like, literally, like, left. Yeah, never. Cause she, yeah, she thought it was weird, and I was rattled by that. But then I thought, like, if she can't handle... She doesn't the, get yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was my own uh, being scared of, like, how I look when I do it. Like, it wasn't right. even like, this is, I'm good at it, and she's not, and she looks dumb. It was like, I'm, I'm a, I look like a psycho when I do yeah. this. I don't know if she likes the <laughs> fact that I'm not blinking, you know? like You know, okay, let's talk about this, because even it, bo- it bugs me, too. People, they know you're a comedian, and in that case, you're on stage telling jokes. Why do people got to take it literally? Like, even when I'm out with friends and you're, I'm trying to riff or I'm, I'm trying to just, I'm obviously, it's not true what I'm telling you. I'm using my imagination, making a ridiculous joke. People are like, oh my God, really? Yeah. You're weird. Yeah. No, it's comedy, you freaks. Yeah, I saw a show last night where a hilarious comedian uh, was doing jokes, and she was getting, like, reactions from three guys, like, ugh, you know, like, these, like, visceral, like, oh. just like, ugh, keep those in. Like, just shut up, just listen, laugh, or don't. Oh. Like, you don't have to take this stuff literally. Like, she's right. not actually right. doing some of the things she's saying. Right. She, it's all in the vein of comedy. So just, like, listen, it's a performance. You don't have to, ugh, tense it. Like, some people are just so weird. Especially. But especially when they're at a comedy show, you're in the audience. Like, what do you think you're going to say? Everybody's telling the truth up there. We're all just, you know, this is what happened. Yeah. We really. You've never heard of sarcasm? Banged a farm animal. That (laughs) happens so many times with a donkey. It's not even funny. I know. What are you thinking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was on the subway, so I couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wasn't I was on the subway. Did I miss that? No, I was just talking about (laughs) the donkey I possibly had sex with. I gotta check my energy field today. I don't know what's happening. No, I was trying to do the yes and improv and be like, yeah, farm animal sex. Mile Mickey. <laughs> what? Who's your inspiration? Uh, 
he's actually probably in the room. Peter White, uh, oh. he'll be on the panel later. He, he, yeah. Well, oh. uh, as far as like inspiration for, he showed me how to write jokes and things like that. As far as like, I know. You're well, if you want me. the cliche answers like Louis C.K. and Bill Burr and Patton Oswalt, and <laughs> yes. Know. The good people. Peter yeah. White, but Peter He's White is uh, probably the most beneficial person uh, that I've I've had in my in my career. Now is the the top. You know, it's Jim Gaffigan and oh yes, uh, Amy Schumer to me is just putting out hilarious, hilarious things. And I'm always what do you think when her. people say women aren't as funny as ridiculous? And uh, I I see it so often of like. Uh, Guys will go up to my friends and be like, I don't usually find women funny, but you are funny. And oh like my. that in itself is insulting as all hell. Yeah. You know, like to think like, I, I minimalized all of you and your gender to think that you couldn't possibly be funny <laughs> in a setting on stage, but you did it. You know, like it's this, it's this backhanded compliment and it's insane. I, I, I see really hardworking, funny female comedians yeah. and I consider them some of the best working comedians. And I don't even say, and I've done introing like, uh, she's one of the funniest female comedians because mm-hmm. like all brand, they're one of the funniest comedians, you know, like I just, uh, yeah, it's insane that someone would think that just a gender couldn't be funny. Just to like sum up a whole group of right. people. Like that. Why don't they do that with house cleaning? Oh, women, <laughs> women can't clean house. We'll have to do that. Yeah. That, that said no one ever. Um, so, yeah, I find that fascinating, too. And how do they explain Ellen DeGeneres and the success of some of these women if they're not funny? I just don't get that. Oh, they yeah. would just make the fa- Well, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. Well, who are some of your favorites, you know? Like yeah. uh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy or like, yeah. you know, you find out who their favorites are because that's always that's- what I ask <laughs> right off the bat. It's like, I don't find women funny. Well, who do you find funny? Yeah. Jeff Dunham. Okay, well, that's probably that explains why. explains everything. You know? Like that's because you're a low common denominator for comedy. Right. You know? Peepee jokes, right? Yeah. Well, we were talking about Peter White. I think we need to bring him out here along with Travis Turner on our panel coming up next with Kyle Hickey on Inside Jokes. Welcome back. I'm Santa Carusi <laughs> with my favorite group of gentlemen from the East Coast. Hello, Hi. gentlemen. Kyle We're beating Hickey. your ex-husband right now. Oh, my. Mm. We'll talk about that in a minute. No, we won't, actually. <laughs> um, Kyle Hickey and Peter White, who we were referring to, and Travis Turner. Travis Turner is the morning show producer on the Fearless Fred uh, morning show on 102.1 The Edge. Travis, yeah. you're a brethren here at Chorus Radio. Yeah, I just happen to be in the building, so yeah, that's so great. I needed an extra body. <laughs> actually being paid to be here right now. It's... You're a comic. Yeah. Wow, I know comics. You know comics. Yeah. Don't downplay. That's so East Coast. Downplay. Oh, deprecate. We're humble. We're humble. Look at me. No, no, I promise Travis is awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I will back that up. Don't worry. That's the voice of Peter White, uh, the inspiration. Soon to be named Peter Dickout. I've changed Peter. my last name. <laughs> Isn't that hot? If you could call me P. Dickout from now on, that would be good. <laughs> good one. See, he hasn't heard that one. Well, no he has doubt. now, I guess. There you go. So you did, you started Nova Scotia. You're, where in Nova Scotia are you from? I'm from New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. Oh. Voted worst place to live in Canada three years running now by Smart three? Money Magazine. So. No, why? Uh, well, just visit it. And you'll yeah. See. yeah, you'll see. Is that all it takes? The wonders can't be told about. They can only be seen. Peter, you're big time. You're in the UK now. So big time. Big time. So What big kind time. of work are you doing over there? The exact same um, that I'm doing here, but <laughs> for less money and for stupid British people. <laughs> <laughs> that was, We're going to talk about how different that audience, because uh. I think they're finicky on their comedy. Well, they're ugly more than anything. <laughs> That's the real problem. <laughs> I could deal with them not laughing, but just to look at their ugly faces really ruins life. Well, you've had your one-hour comedy now special on CTV and the Comedy Network, as well as on CBC and many appearances at the Halifax Comedy Festival, Winnipeg, 
and the A&E movie presentation Bag of Bones with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that was hilarious, let me tell you. All those <laughs> Stephen King adaptions, just a laugh a minute. Rolls and rolls <laughs> of fun. He also appeared at the uh, Just for Laughs Comedy Festival twice and countless times on CBC and XM Radio and performed in over 25 different countries around the world and just including now performing for the British military in the Middle East. Yes. Well, not quite the Middle East. Cyprus, which is Middle East-y. But, <laughs> but it sounds so Yeah, it good. sounds better. It sounds more dangerous. Wow. No one shot at me. I sat in a beach and talked to soldiers for 15 minutes. <laughs> really, I'm overstating it. <laughs> sounds good on a bio, though. Yeah, man. that's wonderful. You even written for This Hour Has 22 Minutes, which was nominated for a Writers Guild of Canada Award and a Canadian Comedy Award. And you also uh, wrote for YTV show That's So Weird, as well as articles for various newspapers and magazines. Peter White, we're so honored to have you. If I could add one more thing to that yes, list, I would really? say I'm oh. now disappointed that I wrote such a long bio. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How about me having to read it all? You didn't have to. You could have skipped some plug, things. I wanted to plug it. So let's talk about, um, we're going to go to a couple, this past summer was at Just for Last Festival in Montreal that you performed at. And I got the pleasure of speaking to Kindler, Andy Kindler who's the grand papa of Just for Laughs. He always does a state of the industry. Let's go to the clip. There's a lot of comics doing new things, you know. Now you don't have to be afraid to be gay. You don't have to be afraid to be a lot of things. So he's talking about uh, different ways, you, uh, avenues you, have, you could go as a comic now. It's more open now. Uh, what do you think about that, Peter? What do you think about um, just the more opportunities as a comic? Well, as a straight white male, they don't apply to me in any way. I'm <laughs> a bit of the problem, to be perfectly honest with you. But so. you don't do the East Coast stuff when you're in Canada? That, uh, that would be under that category. Is it really? Is it, is, you can be gay or East Coast? Is that the... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't well, realize that. Uh, it's, yeah, well, or a female comic does the female standard stuff, and blacks do the blacks, gays do the gays. This, is this the start of a different rant? I don't know what this is going, but I'm a bit nervous to be on this show right now, even as P. Dick out. Uh, I try not to do much East Coast stuff just because, I, I don't know, I, I travel a lot now. It's really tough to... You'd be surprised, but if you go to uh, Romania and do a show, they don't know what Nova Scotia Obviously. is. It doesn't, doesn't come up. So over the years, it's been kind of honed out. I do a lot of black stuff now, but... <laughs> to... No, you do fat stuff. Wow. Wow. You're no? going to turn it around like that? Is that what's happening there? You'll do what I tell you to do, and it'll be fat stuff. <laughs> no! Wow. I'm just shocked because I don't... What I love it. It's hilarious, but I don't see you that way. Obviously, you see yourself. Take your shirt off. <laughs> it's about to get really, really hairy. You didn't and do fat here. stuff until you moved away from Canada. No, I did fat stuff yeah, here, Yeah, he too. always did a bit of fat stuff. I've always been fat. This isn't new. I didn't know this is where the topic was going to go, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Sheet. I didn't know Andy Kindler talking about being a gay comedian was suddenly going to be me being fat on the radio again. This is uncomfortable. Wait, okay, let's talk about other comedians when they're doing that or relying on that or their appearance. Mark Breslin, when I interviewed him once, said, you know, I don't think it's funny when comics make fun of their own name. Funny enough, we were talking about uh, dick out and stuff. Uh, and I wasn't sure who he was referring to, but... What do you think, you know, I think he's referring to the shticky stuff. I think that's because Mark Breslin is a very unfunny name and he has no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, why would you not be able to make a joke about your name? Oh, Whatever yeah. is, is making the audience laugh. Obviously, if you're being hacky and it's been done before, then you're recycling bits and that shouldn't be done. But if it's a new idea about your name, you shouldn't just... Uh, handcuff yourself to not be right, able to write absolutely. about it. Write about whatever seems natural, whatever is in your universe. And I think what Andy Kindler was saying was like, it's fine to be a gay comic. It's like it it's it's now more than ever. Like 
I know a comic. Andrew Johnson was in here. Yes, wasn't he? he's I awesome. I did a gig with him. He did so many in, penis comics. Johnson. Okay, sorry. Oh, Johnson. Yeah, I didn't even get that. <laughs> I did a gig with him recently. And he did like an hour and didn't even bring up the fact he was gay. And it was in like small town Toronto or small town Ontario. And he didn't the whole time, which Talent. was really impressive yeah. to me that Talent. he didn't have to. But even if he did, that's cool too. I think it's just whatever you want to put yourself out there as and whatever is getting those funny responses. Yeah, I'm from a small town. You don't want to bring up your gay in a small town. <laughs> It's going to lead to a beating. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not anymore, man. Not anymore. The, uh, Travis, it's okay. Budget. Just be gay, Travis. It's fine. <laughs> Just do it. But they're being entertained by uh, uh, gay artists now, and that's and that's fine on on TV. Like it's like it's the same way as like racist people were fine watching Jack Johnson fight. You know, like they were fine being entertained by Jack Johnson, him. the singer. <laughs> yeah, Jack, the Jack Johnson, player? the boxer, maybe. Yeah, Pete, do you have a thought on that? Uh, no, Professor Hickey, you covered it entirely. <laughs> we got very, very real about that one. I, the only thing that I don't like is that, oh, sorry, uh, is that when people make j- jokes about their name or something, but they've given themselves that name. I've seen that. People oh, with a fake yeah. stage name and went, this is a dumb name. And you go, oh, well, you God. gave it to yourself. Oh, you as part of their bit. Yeah. Let's t- talk more about that after the break on Inside Jokes on Talk AM 640. Welcome back. I'm Santa Carusi, sometimes known as the Cruiser. <laughs> we were talking. Peter White mentioned some comics change their name just so they can make fun of it. Is this true? Did you do it with the Cruiser? No. <laughs> you know what? It was <laughs> so. I, I even hate. I don't refer to myself as Cruiser on I stage. I hope not. I know. Isn't it horrible? Or in life? What? A, it's Did, a weird nickname. When you is it? Well, when I my last name is Carusi. Oh, that makes more sense. So, so when I started in radio, yeah. So I'd still uh, call you David Carusi if it was up to me. Ooh. David Caruso? Yes, that but the... that's the play on the name. <laughs> Sorry, don't worry, but jokes are hard. It's fine. It's a popular show. <laughs> I'm working with you, Peter. We're talking about comics changing their names, even just to make a joke. I won't do it. I, I just, it better at best, I don't. Um, and we're talking about qualities we respect. I want to talk about qualities we respect in a comic. I actually was at Just for Last, as I mentioned in the summer. I had the pleasure of talking to Todd Glass, who won uh, Last Comic Standing. Right, he's hilarious. We had an opportunity. No, he placed again. Say <laughs> yeah. it out loud. He was I'm, in I'm it. I'm screwing up. That's all right, though. <laughs> that was in 2008, I believe, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's I did my open mic and he did last comic standing. <laughs> this is debut. why I'm a credible source for inside jokes. I know everything Absolutely. about comedy. That's the point. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, and one thing about Todd, we were saying too, we were talking about earlier. He's gay and he doesn't talk about it in his material at all yeah um but let's let's listen to this clip uh when i asked him what are the qualities he respects in a comic you know what i think what it is whether it's deep or could be political it could be someone that deals with social issues could be someone that's really silly uh, just uh, honesty you know just honesty i think that's what you look for that's what i was told when i was doing comedy and that resonated with me like try to do what you think's funny uh in your gut you know, and just, I think that's what I look for, just truth in a comic. And again, even if it's silly, it can still have truth to it. You know, Bur- Bo Burnham has like an act that's, you could say silly, but you watch it and you can tell like, oh, that's, that exudes from inside of him, that, that whatever he does, you know. So what do you think about that? What do you think what Todd had to say, Peter White? Well, I think it's just full, full of, no, uh, no, <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, you know, the first thing is to be funny. Yes. If you're not funny, then it's tough to go from there. But beyond that, I mean, the honesty thing's a big thing. Yes, I hear that over and over from comics. Yeah, like I, I, I work a lot in England now, and that's not the case over there. It's very, very pun-heavy and very, uh, very silly, wordy, and it's interesting. And I hope they all burn to the ground. <laughs> is it? It's that difficult there? It's not difficult. No, they're, they're, the audiences are very good. The audiences are they're like theater audiences. They're used to going out and interesting. Even if, they'll they'll let you be artsy and pretentious for a little while. 
uh, without being funny. But uh, not not unlike this answer to this question. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, you can't. You don't have to be funny every time, right? Well, thank God. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's what I rely on my whole I'm life. Actually, nailing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, how about uh, Kyle Hickey back with us too? Uh, what do you think of what Todd had to say? To say uh, just about the authenticity and the funny and the truth. Yeah, I think that's uh, right. I think uh, Todd Glass. Uh, is being truthful on stage, like you say, you say he doesn't uh, feel it necessary to talk about his sexuality, and it's whatever he chooses to mm-hmm. find funny. And yeah, I find oh, such a wide variety. Like Peter is angry, like the angriest uh, comic <laughs> that you can find, and I find him hilarious. And then I'll go watch some alternative, really silly guy, and I'll laugh really hard at that. Uh, there's no one that I I find the almighty truthful comedian. I just it's, it's silly can make me. Laugh you, too, you know. You know what I found interesting, and Travis, we got to talk about this too. Um, Todd Glass, he does this whole bit, and he's yelling. Uh, it's his thing, I think. He starts yelling at an audience member like a heckler, and but it's actually part of the shtick. But the heckler's yelling back at him. I don't think it's set up that way. But they're screaming at each other. He's like, "Sit down, buddy. Do just get down there." And when you're first watching it, it's like, "Oh my god, this is a real fight. This is happening." And then you realize. That it was almost an improv moment, and that the audience member actually knew enough to play into it. It uh, probably got fired up when someone said horrible things like "sit down, buddy," at him. I mean, <laughs> I'd be angry as as, as an audience. If that happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Travis, what did you think of the clip? Uh, I I think when I like comedians, and I know he's the example I'm going to use is not a traditional stand-up comedian, but I like comedians who can use comedy to teach you something. And I was talking about Ed the Sock the other day, <laughs> and I just said. Wow. That's right that at the top. That was not who I thought you were going no, to say. That's I guess I 500 people that would not <laughs> I told you. I told you, not, gonna, not who you would think, but right. I said, if Ed the Sock were to just go up as a regular guy and just say his point of view on things, I don't think people would listen. But I think because he's approaching it from a, a comedy standpoint, you come for the comedy. But I find sometimes at the end you're like, yeah, he actually made a good point about about something in there. There was actually... So you're saying he's got more credibility as a sock puppet than yeah, that's what I'm just saying. a person? That's what I'm saying. Hide behind is? the sock. I'm yeah. saying, if, he, if, if when I hear political comedy, I just automatically don't want to give it a chance. Yeah, that's but just because you're an idiot doesn't mean that... That's just me. I don't want to learn. I don't yeah, want to yeah. learn from sock puppets like oh, a four-year-old. I can't believe you launched into that These GOP debates were just done by sock puppets. You know what I like? and He's not a traditional comedian, but I'm going to tell you right now, whenever I see that green Teletubby go on stage and give his political points of view, I think, man, that guy got some things across. I don't like the Civil War, but recreated by monkeys? Yeah. I'll watch. Lamb Chop telling me about the Civil War? I'm going to listen. If a regular guy did a song... <laughs> a regular guy did a song that doesn't end, that'd be hacky. But Yeah, but coming from a sock puppet, it's cool. We're going to talk about hacky, and we're going to talk oh, about good. Merry Christmas and how we feel about political uh, aspects of how we uh, salute or address each other during the holiday Christmas slash season. Peter feels very passionate about this. Right, Pete? After the break, we're going to talk more on Inside Jokes on Talk AM 640. Welcome back. I'm Sandra, the Cruiser Carusi. (laughs) It's David Carusi already. Come on. You're done being the Cruiser. Those times are done. With Peter White, Kyle Hickey, and Travis Turner. And we were talking about a lot in the news now. Of course, the Starbucks Red Cup, and it's not very holiday-ish. And then, do we say Christmas tree or holiday tree? Peter, you feel a little passionate on this subject. Well, I I think you should be allowed to say Christmas if you're around only adults. I mean, if you're a grown-up and you're offended that someone else is having Christmas, then, you know, just die now. What's, I like, because you can, cel- if you're an adult, you can celebrate Christmas. 
Like, it's not, it's not a religious thing. I don't want to speak for these two other gentlemen here, but I feel like Jesus has nothing to do with my enjoyment <laughs> of Christmas. It's true. I enjoy Christmas it in spite of Jesus, up. not because of him. You know what I mean? I used, when I was a kid, we used to go to church every Christmas Eve, and I thought that was the punishment, and we got presents as a reward. We're <laughs> 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 sitting through it. But That's I think, hilarious. But I don't think you should say Merry Christmas to kids. Because what a mean thing to do to some kid who doesn't get Christmas anyway is to go, hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, remember how Santa hates you? He gives all the other kids presents, but you don't get any? Oh, yeah. Why, what do you mean? <laughs> Clearly sparked a discussion here. Uh, <laughs> Why doesn't he get... Sorry, I missed that part. If you're a kid and you don't celebrate Christmas because oh, your if parents you don't celebrate, okay. decide but, not to get Christmas, then right. how mean is it for someone to say Merry Christmas to you? But and they then, still get gifts even if they don't call it Christmas, right? I know, but how cool is it that a man just sneaks into your house and gives you a bunch <laughs> of presents? It's a creepy. And they say, if you're bad, you don't get them. And now this kid doesn't get them and he's got to grow up thinking that yeah. he's bad. Nobody uh-huh. is on board. <laughs> if, if, if you're, but I, I agree to a certain extent, especially if you're finding holiday cheer through Starbucks, then you've got some issues yes, too. Like if you look to a billion dollar corporation <laughs> to inject you with some holiday spirits, then you're probably a mom who doesn't look their kids in the eyes. Yeah. You know, like you're probably just handing them some sort of sugary $10 drink and you're like, hey, there's no snowflakes. I mean, like there's bigger issues. <laughs> how, in hands how much on the verge of a bad day you're already having if a red cup has pushed you over? Yeah. You're like, oh, what? there's none of the white symbols on this that uh, used to make me feel good. And now I don't know what to make of life. I don't want to defend the behavior of these kooks who talk about stupid things like Starbucks cup, but maybe they're just talking about the festive part of it. It makes you feel festive when you see it. But like, do you need that to feel fat? Like, no, uh, for I, real. I feel like if you're just getting like your your Tai Chi latte or whatever it is that you're you're getting, you don't. You're getting a Tai Chi. chi. Latte. There's <laughs> no way you're not chi getting a Tai Chi latte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I get. A uh, Tai Chi latte. Yeah, what? you've never had it. Isn't that like the martial arts? <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, the martial arts of it. coffee. I thought it was a <laughs> real thing chi. up until right this second. Oh really? Yeah, no. I'm the idiot. Yeah, yeah. That's how jokes work. Travis, yeah. polite Travis. What do you get? A Chai tea? I just has anybody talked to the homeless about this? I feel this really affects their world. The, the co- holding a cup. I think Ed the Sock covered it a little while <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> that, you're done now, Travis, with the Ed the Sock. I don't know. He went out in a hilarious So I said Ed the Sock was funny. It's... You did, but in a really pompous way, too. <laughs> I'm going to bring this up. He's not a real comedian traditionally, but I think you guys are going to be impressed by my remarks. I didn't say you're going to be impressed. I did not say anybody would be impressed. No point if I ever told you I, you will be impressed by anything I've Thank done. God, because I haven't been. <laughs> Mount Rushmore comedy, Pete. Who do you got? <laughs> oh, Carlin. Yeah. Pryor. Yeah. Uh, it's. The toss-up, the next one is tough because it's either Ed the Sock <laughs> <laughs> or Kyle Hickey. Yes. Or Kyle Hickey. Kyle Hickey's on there for See, sure. See, I was going to put him on, but no. he would do the same your, for me, Cruiser. That's a, I love that question. My, the Mount Rushmore of comedy. He's stolen it right, from Bill Simmons. Who? I know that, which is from good. From who? Does he, he did that? He does it for everything. Who? Mount Rushmore of... Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, a sports writer that we do not need to d- dive okay, into at the moment. Completely apply. unrelated. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure Kyle Let's talk about sports for a minute. I got the game of things here. This is an awesome, uh, very popular board game internationally. And um, the game of things, you I ask the question, we all write down the answer, and we have to guess who says it. That's how you really play it. But we're going to play the shortened radio version. Well, I'm going to throw out a question, and I want you uh, to answer it. Can we also just give you props on that amazing segue, which was, can we talk about sports? <laughs> I have a board game here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Because the question is, things... You shouldn't name your sports franchise. Things. Ooh, the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. <that's not> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I don't think it'll work, right? <laughs> yeah. 
The Redskins, uh, Peter. Yes. I don't want. Am I giving you performance anxiety, guys? No, no. I was going to go right back to Ed the Sox. <laughs> Redskins was yeah. a much better choice. Ed the Sox. Yeah. Boston Ed the Sox. The Boston Chicago Ed Sox. The, yeah, the Boston Ed Sox. Yeah. It's not bad. Chicago Ed Sox. But Redskins is amazing though. That's still alive. That's yeah. That that's pretty bad. Isn't that shocking? Like oh, it's wild. Time to change a logo. Time to just what? How do you get away with that? What is that? I would almost think you'd want to change it just to sell a whole lot more merchandise because all the Redskins fans would have to buy the new right. merchandise. Yeah, Brilliant. rebranding, man. Rebranded is something more racist. I think is the way to go. <laughs> really stick it to them. Just. Yeah. How about the Leafs? Are you guys Leafs fan? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I get into it around the end of the season. We don't own the rights to the Leafs anymore. We can say we don't. <laughs> I'm a huge Raptors guy, so I pay most attention to the NBA. But uh, are they doing okay? Because I'll cheer yeah, for no, them. They're doing they're yeah, they're doing good. They're the best oh, start yeah, ever. Bandwagon. They're the best start <laughs> ever. Exactly. The BJs. That's a good name for a sports franchise. BJs? Yeah. I've been saying uh, the word queef a lot lately, so maybe that would be a terrible <laughs> What's queef mean? Isn't that a kind of dirty word? It's a vagina flatulence. What? Oh, right. It Nailed it. Peter just, what? I didn't do anything. He's the one who said it. I just congratulated him with a pat on the shoulder. Don't drag me into his filth. This is Hickey filth. Yeah, this is, Professor this is Hickey's kind of getting dirty. I, I like it. I would love to be in the boardroom when they bring up the mock-ups of the helmet designs, like the logo. So we're thinking this one for the queef. We've got this one. Yeah. <laughs> the queef. Because you got to be really, you it's a lot like hit the it right on the head. What you know, city would the, get it? The logo. What city? The queefs? St. John, New Brunswick. I think Quebec. <laughs> The Quebec Queefs. Oh, God. You can't be the Nordiques anymore. Bring back yeah. the Queefs. They do want to bring the team back. We want the Quebec Norqueefs. Here, here's, oh, here's another question from the game, the game of Things. Things that went too far. That bit? There you go. That bit? Yeah, maybe that. Maybe my rant Things on that went too far. Um, In the news? Other things that have gone too far. The Caitlyn Jenner thing's a bit out of control. Right. Yeah, I guess that did go How about snowballed. Yeah, this week... Uh, he, what did he, what, she win uh, Women of the Year and the uh, gentleman whose wife, who is 9-11, won that, has uh, given back that award in the name yeah. of his wife. Which is a bit silly. Because Caitlin, Well, you have to give it back after 10 years anyway, so. <laughs> Pass, <laughs> her like, time was You up. can't compare a police officer during 9-11 to any year where there wasn't 9-11. Nobody saved as many people That's as that true. woman did. Let's, right. Maybe we lower the bar a little bit. On but Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner, what did she do? She changed genders, so she gets an award. Yeah, she was only us. one for half of the year. So, I mean, it's a pretty impressive All she did run. was give hope and joy to millions of people. <laughs> different became the poster, <laughs> became the poster woman what of, a, that woman. of a cause. Yeah. How well dare we said. give her an award? Well, I think I went too far there. I think you how did. dare her. You're right. You cruised right on by the, the <laughs> line, and you kept on going. <laughs> I'm the best. We're going to be talking about plugging your gigs after the break. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff coming up with Travis Turner, Kyle Hickey, Peter White. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi back with Peter White, Kyle Hickey, and Travis Turner. And we're talking about the new uh, sports franchise, the Quebec Norqueefs. Oh, God. It's and gonna be the best. What did the noisemakers? What were you saying, Travis? What would they be like? Well, they always have the noisemakers when you go to the, the games, like the inflatable things, and you bang together. There needs to be some kind of maybe you could fold Queef. it together and spit Not to a it. Not smelly one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like those things that you turn upside down and like it goes. Your impression sounds a lot like a horse. Horse queef. Yeah, maybe I should. Ask who I'm making love to. The uh, big question, too, is who's the mascot for the Norqueefs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you do that? 
with <laughs> PC friendly version because that's going to hug a lot of kids so at the games. Infringing on the Rolling Stones logo, maybe. I, don't know. I assume it's oh, just yeah. a. Yeah, I assume it's a woman with a skirt that flaps every now and again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna. If you love these comics the as much as I do, gravel think... just disperses everywhere below. <laughs> that's right. It's like the Marilyn Monroe thing, except there's a lot of bigger backwards. blast radius. Yeah. <laughs> this is what, a Marilyn room Marilyn. full of guys. This yeah. is what you invited us, Cruiser. <laughs> You're the one who said we're, we're talk talking about, about it. Don't you, you guys blame didn't talk us, about on us this on the women's uh, panel? She, yeah. Acts, yeah. <laughs> she acts all innocent now. This is the only reason <laughs> we're talking about it is because she gets so excited. Yeah, I'm going to listen back. Yeah. Well, we want to plug all your gigs right now. Uh, Travis, you are the morning producer. We could listen to Travis and all his great work on 102.1 The Edge. Yes, yeah, so on Chorus Brother Station, 102.1 The Edge. We tell you, 6 to 10, you will not hear me. So that's a good reason to tune in. That's a good thing. And they're <laughs> doing well. The show is doing fantastic. What do we got? Kyle Hickey's album you can get on iTunes. Yeah, please check that out on iTunes. Uh, and I'll be doing an East Coast run uh, in December with Peter White. And you can catch me at Brock University at the uh, end of the month, as well as Stittsville and Brockville. So doing all the Brocks, yeah. all the big Brocks. You're I'm playing hitting. Stittsville? Yeah, that's right. Where's Stittsville? I have no idea, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The driver's going to figure it out, and we're going to do jokes. Quest. They yeah, always yeah. say you do Stittsville, and then you do Leno. That's how it works. Yeah, it's, that's the, it's a natural progression. And this show. bedroom for some reason. This show's in there somewhere, yeah. And Peter White, you're performing right now at Yuck Yucks on Richmond Street. It's amazing. I'm on stage as we speak. It's <laughs> killing. It's ventriloquism. Where, tell me what you got. You got Yuck Yucks. Are you Yuck Yucks right now? If you got a time <laughs> machine, I'm there all last week. Uh, <laughs> I'm at the Rivoli on Queen West tomorrow. Love it. That's a good venue. I amazing. am somewhere on Tuesday. That I don't know where, and then I go out east for a month with Kyle. Check uh, Facebook for those dates, and then I'm in Europe for four months. Whose Facebook page? Uh, just, fa- just go on to Facebook and just ask it. <laughs> you just go to his personal account and message him. Yeah. yeah. If you search P Deck out, it'll come up. <laughs> Vince fine. Tedesco, producer. What else we got going around town? Here we are. So for Monday night, Second City Classic Unwrapped on the Second City stage. Tuesday nights, uh, comedy at the Underground at the Drake Hotel. Uh, that's some great talent there. Mm-hmm. That's that's yep. the guy's... Killer shows. Killer shows. Great lineup at the Drake every Tuesday. As we mentioned, Yuck Yucks Wednesday through Saturday. We got Tim Rabnett. Uh, Friday, um, Bad Dog Company Theater uh, presents A Long Time Ago in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, Laugh Stash at Comedy Bar Saturday, November 28th. For November. Big November uh, fundraiser there. Where all guys look like 70s porn stars in November. That's yeah, all those long. creeps are just blending in. Tough to tell <laughs> who's who now. Tis the season, kids. Tis the season. Um, <laughs> Sunday, November 29th. All Black Comedy Review. Yuck, yucks. With, with our friend Kenny Robinson. Yes. Hosted, uh, what is it, once a month? Yes. And then uh, Sunday Night Live at Comedy Bar. Open mic nights uh, in the city at uh, the Comedy Corner Club and PJ O'Brien. Check those out. Final words, comics? Uh, if I could just plug one more thing. I believe yes. the uh, Norqueefs are playing the Ed Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Sox, yes. The Ed Sox. The Boston Ed Sox. I love, I love it. that. Okay, see, I can't top that. Thanks actually, for having us, time. Cruiser. No oh, problem. We actually have a little time. Like We could get some of this Ed Sox. That was actually well done. Sometimes you just need a little time. You say that like the rest of them weren't. <laughs> hey, Pete's coming around. Hey, he finally got we something. got some extra time if you finally came oh, up with some stuff, Pete. The little guy's finally throwing in some funny things. Maybe we'll give hey. him another minute to... Yeah. Comedy prescription is something I believe in, guys. Um, I call it the comedy RX. I believe that comedy heals. We know this. Actually, there's scientific research. Actually, if you start a sentence by saying scientific research proves 
that comedy heals. So I do a little thing on my website, Comedy RX, and I talk about whatever is bothering you, but whatever is bugging you, there's always a comedian out there talking about it. it's going to make you feel better about it. And this clip, uh, Vince, what's Louis C.K. talking about on this one? This is beautiful. <laughs> Just do your job, pretty much. Just It's Sunday night, tomorrow's Monday. It's the grind. We all do it. Here's Louis C.K. Just do your job. Do your job on Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Cruz every Sunday night. And you can tweet us at Inside Jokes 640 and at Cruiser Comedy. Please share your love. I'm Santa Cruz, Inside Jokes. Here's Louis C.K. You should do your job. That's what I'm trying to say. You should do your job because it's your job. Because you're the person standing there doing that thing. So just do it. Do the shit out of it. Why wouldn't you? It drives me crazy when someone has a job that they don't like, so they do it shit. kind of a response is that? If you do it shit, isn't it worse for you? Like, I travel, so I, I have to, I need help all the time. And I, like, I rent a car, and I always want another one. I'm crazy. So I get a car, I'm like, I don't like it, I want another car. So I go to the counter, can I get a different car? And sometimes I get the person who's like, why? Because I'm a dick. Give it to me. What, what do you, what do you, what's wrong with it? I'm crazy is what's wrong with it. You're, you're wearing a vest that matches the building. Just do the thing that is the point of the place. Ugh. Why? You know why? Because you're 20. That's why. Because you're a 20-year-old little c and you have no idea how the world works. Because you think you deserve better you think you're too interesting a person to have a job. Every 20-year-old that I encounter behind the counter gives me that little, oh, this job sucks. Yeah, that's why we gave it to you. Because you're 20, which is a mathematical guarantee that you have no skills and nothing to offer anybody in the world. You're 20 for two decades. You've just been taking and sucking up education and love and food and iPods, just sucking it up and, and judging it. No, it's pretty good, but not really, you know, I like that one. You've just been selecting and absorbing that you didn't earn for two decades. Three presidents, that's how long you've just been a burden. You're like an orange that's rotting on a tree, and the tree's like, get the, get, this thing's crazy. Oh, I don't wanna go, let me stay. <laughs> you're 20, you've never done any, if you're 20 years old, I guarantee you, you have never done anything for anybody, ever. <laughs> never, yes, you went on a school trip to Guatemala, and they told you you helped, but you totally did not help. The guy was like, I got a mudslide on my house and now I got to babysit a f***ing college kid. Why do I have to do this? <laughs> Jesus. Eh. Just take her picture with a shovel and send her home so she can put it on Facebook. <laughs> I had an amazing experience in Guatemala. I was probably amazing. And I really helped those people. I helped them. 